evening. Back way. What song is that again? You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. Daga, daga, daga. Do you remember guys the raves and just fam? <laughs> you know when that song come on, I used to the stomach sound against the wall because my mother just dra- drapes you up and start banging like, you in the back. Pick you up like a wheelbarrow and just. For fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? You know, you know, you know, and then it goes on and on and on. You know, 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 you know. It's like, all right, man, we get it. Fuck. Cindy, is everything all right? No. God damn. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. Good evening, guys. Welcome to True Crime MC. Welcome to True Crime MC. Oh dear, how are you, Mon? Uh, we're on the brink of World War Three. Oh god! Like, like I already said, guys. Um, if I deem you attractive, and you know you're 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 an easygoing guy, and I get on with you really well, I'm just hiding you in my boobs. Like you're not going to war. You know, I got you. I got you guys. In your boobs. I got you. I got you, man. I got you. I'm so serious. <laughs> they better not be drafting our men. I'm sorry. Please. All the alpha male can go though. Yeah, no. put down the podcast, pick up the guns, guys. Oh, yeah, that guy, you know that podcast guy, the one that looks like Jafar. Oh my god, with, you're with, talking with about the, fresh and fit. Penguin, um, Batman penguin guy. Oh my god. You know, no, I don't like the Sharkishas and whatever the fuck he said. Okay, then why don't you take your um, ambig- racially ambiguous ass to, to the war then? Go and do that. Go and be an alpha male over there. Cindy. He can back. use his nose as a weapon, isn't it? A weapon of mass destruction. That was rude. That was mean. Mon, how are you? I'm I'm I'm, I'm really tired today. But 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 I'm always tired. Um I think it's low iron. <laughs> I don't no, eat you, much. No, you need to get your she she doesn't. <laughs> I really don't eat much. Like if it's not for Cindy or my boyfriend forcing me to eat, or my mum actually forcing me to eat, I'll just I'll just not eat. She she doesn't, guys. She doesn't. Honestly, she doesn't. But um you know, it's nearly the weekend. Yes. And you'll be able to close the laptop and I'm... do what you need to do. What's your plans for the weekend, babe? Oh my God, that is strong. And no, um, I've got no plans for the weekend. I'm, I've been working until about like 9, 10 each night. Oh dear. So my plans for the weekend, this weekend, is sleep. I'm literally just going to sleep. I feel you. Because um, a bitch is tired. What about you? Um... Uh, it's been it's been it's been a long week, but you know what? I'm glad that we are at Thursday. You know, Friday Eve. Um, <laughs> Friday Eve. <laughs> Love it. Thursday um, Friday. I could have said Friday, but you know, you know me. I'm an extra babe. But um, no, you know, I'm I'm good. Honestly, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I don't really have any plans for the weekend. Um, Mane, our tattoo. <laughs> oh my god, yes! <laughs> so guys, me and Mane got matching tattoos. A couple we did of weeks get ago. <laughs> matching tattoos. One day I woke up, it was Saturday, the Saturday before Valentine's, and there was just loads of Valentine's flash day sales. Mm-hmm. And I've always said I wanted to get like a sticker type like sleeve. So like not a, like a full sleeve on my That's arm, it. but it's like loads of cute ones dotted around. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Cindy, what are you saying? Like, you want to come with me to get a tat today? And we did, and we went to go get one. I can't even and pull my, my, my. I mean, I got, you got one. We got matching ones. I got three. <laughs> so, Mane got three tattoos over the weekend. 
But we definitely got a matching tattoo on our arms. Oh, mine looks so dry. So it's still healing. Look how dry Mine is healing as well. It's itching. But it's just to celebrate, you know, <laughs> this fantastic friendship. Um, definitely one of my twin flames. She's one of my babies. Definitely one of my twin so, And it's got a flame yeah. on it for sure. It's so lovely. You, it's lovely. I'm not even lying to you, yeah. You know when your um your wig or your braids are like really itching, yeah, and you're slapping it, slapping it, slapping it. That's how you feel with the tattoo. Bitch, I've been slapping my arm. Same. I've been like, <laughs> Same. Like, like I'll be like this. Like <laughs> it's proper itching. But no, I'm I'm super happy that we went to go and do that. Same. And it was super spontaneous. But I think that's a Sagittarius in both of us. Mm-hmm. Um because she literally just called me and was like, I want to get a tattoo. And she didn't, it's not that she want, she convinced me, but I was just kind of like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then like the time came and I was like, right, fuck it. Like, let me just do it. And we did it. We and did yeah. it. We went down <laughs> and had like a little, a little afternoon in Peckham. It was really nice. Yeah, gentrified and all. It was fun. Yeah, Peckham literally does look like Shoreditch. Um, but it we does. got some good food. That food that we got from that Turkish place the was Le- good. The Lebanese, was it, was it Lebanese? Yeah, Lebanese, Lebanese yeah, it food was is the, amazing. That, was it a shawarma? Oh, because we had, we had Lebanese on, <laughs> we had Lebanese on the Saturday. And then we had Turkish on the Sunday after we went to get my second, just like third tattoo. Just busy, Just busy. Love you that know, food. You like the good life in it. You but, know what? Talking of tattoos, mm-hmm. this kind of um, relates to you in a way, mm-hmm. but also because you said the weekend. Did you see, um, that the weekend and Drake have finally reunited. Did they have a? Did, did they still have an ongoing issue? Yeah, they had an issue all that time. All that time, but they they supported each so. other. I think from afar, but it was quite cute to see them together. They look no, so pain together. I love both of them so much. So do I. That's all I want to tell you. Choo choo. XO for life. Choo choo. What's choo choo? Wow, someone's raving next door, isn't it? <laughs> Rotted. Are we invited or what? What's going on? We got the alcohol. Let's, you want some drinks? No, we go to steal the liquor, bitch. We go to steal the So liquor. why did we have liquor? We should have just stole it from them. Do you hear, little Kim? Why, why spend mine when I can have yours? Why spend mine when I can have yours? There you go. Okay, so before we get into stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, euphoria. Euphoria. <laughs> oh, my God. So... I thought, because Cindy is the one that always knows the good man shows, the good man films, I assumed this whole time that Cindy was watching Euphoria. She wasn't, and she's, like, she, just as this new season dropped, she watched the first season and is now hooked on it. And Cindy's just constantly worrying about Rue throughout her week. (laughs) So Rue is played by the lovely Zendaya, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't really, I've never really watched anything that Zendaya was in, but I feel like the first episode that I watched, like, I don't think, I don't know if you remember the very first episode of season one, where she kind of talks about how she was born a couple of days after 9-11, stop, <laughs> um, about, and then, you know, like, she gets diagnosed with all of these, like, mental illnesses, and then her dad dies, and then yeah. she gets hooked on drugs, and just instantly, I, like, I just sympathised with her. And you know, it's so weird, guys. I have to tell myself several times, this is a character. Yeah. She's married to Spider-Man in real life. It's not real. It's not real. Like, because I'm constantly worrying about a character. Like, she's a fictional character. You know what but... I would say, though, is, is like, so I watched, I'm a Disney baby. Yeah. When it comes to either, are you a Nick baby or a Disney baby? I was mostly Disney. Okay. And so I feel like I grew up with Zendaya. Mm-hmm when she was in that shake it up and i did not know that bitch was going to come and show out like she is zendaya yeah. can 
act and i she think can. she's gonna be one of one of the best of our generation because no, she is what she's doing with rue's character and how emotionally connected you feel with her um, exactly that and that's how you know, insane that's how you know someone's that's how you know someone's really good at acting because I think okay, so there was what was it episode five? Was it episode five? Okay, so I think oh it was yeah, season it was episode, two, so it was, episode it was five. between it was before the episode before this week, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The episode before last week. Yeah. So obviously, it just kind of shows she's a drug addict, and her her family finds out, and she like she goes around town causing so much chaos, almost killing herself, running throughout the whole episode, and for the life of me, I had to watch that. I had to watch that episode three times because I just didn't feel okay. Mm. And in my head, I had to, I was even voice in Monet, like, this is not a real, like, this is not a real person. Like, Cindy, calm down. But I was so worried for her. Cindy, in the middle of the week, you were like, Monet, I'm not going to lie. I keep worrying about Rue. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> Cindy, you know she's not real, right? Zendaya is fine over there with Tom Holland, you know, getting her move on over here to London. Exactly. I'm <laughs> like, like, she's, she's cool, okay. I'm thinking, you know, she, like, I had to do that. But um, just to close before we can get started on our, um, <laughs> on our um <laughs> why are you kicking like that why are you being mischievous for because the end of euphoria they fucking played cannibal holocaust yeah and still today it's really hard for me to eat something so like... it's been bothering cindy so we saw we saw <laughs> what were you on thursday euphoria dropped on late late sunday night so for about a good Three to four days now, Cindy's been struggling to eat because it because she keeps thinking of Cannibal Holocaust, um, mm. which I I was gonna so. be super curious and I was gonna watch it, but the more Cindy talks about it, and I did go and Google some images, and I did hear that there was some animal cruelty, and that's just like three strikes in your out for Minnie. I'm not watching that. It's just do you know what do you know what yeah, they just they did it so well. It was so well directed, mm. like to the point where. I know it's I know it's fake. The people are alive. I know it's a film, but fucking hell! Like all I had to do was hear the fucking theme song at the end of Euphoria, and the way it just triggered. Because I watched the film in college. I watched Cannibal Holocaust in college, and I remember not eating properly for one week straight. Like the thought of of beef or the thought of 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 any form of ew, meat ew. that that could resemble flesh. Yeah, fuck that. And I mean, there's a lot of things in that film. That are just straight up vulgar. Mm. You know, we talk about the animal abuse, but there's also gang rape in it. Like, there's, oh my there's, god, there's also that. Like, there's one scene where trigger warning, guys. There's one scene where the Americans that go there are filming these like indigenous people in a hut, and um, they burn the hut down with all of the indigenous people in there. What for? What reason? Shock value. They they, uh, they were they were they were basically so it's like a found footage kind of film. So basically, what they were doing was they were creating a documentary, like maybe for Shock Valley to exaggerate it, to be like, okay, so we went and chilled with these people and this is what like, we did or this is what the fuck happened. But like, th- there's just, what, what, no, no, no. I feel like the, the cannibal part is the tame part. <laughs> Everything else is is nasty. So again, you know, ho- hopefully I can, I can I can eat properly this evening because I'm fucking starving, but... All I had to do was hear the theme song and I was like, you man fucked up. Like, what the fuck is wrong with Sam Levinson? Like, what is wrong with him? Why would he do that? But, hey, hey, that's enough for me. <laughs> like, the fact that there's animal abuse in it is already yeah. just like, why is that man not in jail? Like, he should have got charges for that. I think it was from a time, so this was created in the 80s. Mm, so true. it's from a time where 
listen, you, you could slap up your wife back then and nothing would happen to you. True, true story. Do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't that long ago that women would allow bank accounts. Like, it's from a time where basically you could literally do anything and get away with it. Because again, you know this, which we're, we're true. We're basically like true crime journalists. And we already know from the research that we do, look at how many murderers got away with so many things in the seventies and eighties because they could. Mm. It's sad, but we move. I won't be watching that film. I don't, I, I don't think you should watch that film. If you want to watch it, but What's on an empty stomach? I, I think I like my sanity. Okay. <laughs> it's already, there's literally war happening as we speak. So, um. Oh my God, don't get me started. I think, I think I'm going to choose my battles. I, no pun intended. <laughs> I'm not saying, yeah, that I agree with Vladimir Putin. What case have you got going on today? Because Cindy really done lost her mind. He is, he's cute in a, where, where in, a in a papa cute? kind of way. No, not a papa, not my papa. Sorry. Like he means his shit. Like he like do you know oh, do you not know forget? Okay, do you wanna start with your story? Like <laughs> It's you going first today, isn't it? No, it's you. Remember you did Sony last. One nipple. Ah ah ah. Do nipples. Ah 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 You're so silly. I love family guy. <laughs> I love family guy as well. So on the spinny spin. Oh yeah. I did I picked Robbery or robbery picked me. <laughs> See? No, so, you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> what's wrong with me? <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm gonna take you guys to Virginia. Virginia. I'm gonna take you guys to Virginia, and <laughs> I'm going to do a story about one ditzy babe. I'm not actually. Do you know what? Let's not call her ditzy because she was actually pretty smart to pull off what she pulled off. Is she giving Anna Delvey vibes? Oh, oh we should have spoke about that. Yeah, we'll speak about Anna. that maybe towards the end or something. Yeah, let's, let's, let's circle back. Let's yeah, circle let's back. Let's circle back on that one. Um, no, so we're going to do the cell phone bandit, a.k.a. Candice Rose Martinez. Oh, a bandit. Do you love a bandit? Let's get into it. So mine is incredibly short and sweet because I couldn't get enough sources. Okay. But, um, fucking hell, this girl, she was smart, but... Was the cell phone that gave it away? <laughs> I said twas, you know. <laughs> Who the fuck do I think I am? Twas. Fucking Shakespeare. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so let's know. So let's find out who Candice Rose Martinez is. Okay. So Martinez was 19 years old, studying at the Northern Virginia Community College when she robbed a bank. She was born in 1986, but her date of birth has not been revealed. Okay. So that's all we could, like we know of her. Martinez claimed that she had a rough upbringing and claimed her father was a bully. She also claimed that she was a victim of emotional and sexual abuse. Again, we can't date, like she did not elaborate on that. That's all we know as of now. So she got into a relationship with someone called Dave C. Williams and that's when they started to plot to rob banks in Virginia. The couple successfully robbed four banks in the one month from October and November, 2005. Although it was Martinez who did all of the work inside of the bank, see men, <laughs> Williams helped her become, helped her by being the the getaway driver okay. after the crime. Williams, who was 19 at the time, committed robberies with Martinez in 
Manassas, if I said it properly, Spring Manassas, Springfield, and Ashburn. So it wasn't just Virginia. There were other places. They thought, you know what? Let's dream big and and do this. <laughs> so in three robberies, surveillance cameras captured Martinez talking on a cell phone as she presented a box containing a hold-up note to tellers. It, so you know who tellers are, right? The bank tellers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So in the fourth robbery, Martinez did not carry a box, but displayed a handgun and handed the teller a note. So it is revealed in the affidavit by one of the tellers that um, basically it said, you have 40 seconds to put all your money in the box. Do not make any sudden moves. Hmm. 40 seconds? Mm Mm-hmm. So this is before she was revealed, though. The the woman (laughs) asked... Let's try that again, Cindy. This is before her identity was revealed. Okay. So the woman asked the teller we're talking about Martinez, to put all $100 and 50 bills in the box, then complained when the teller was being too slow. But she's, she's under pressure. Exactly. And Can you're you only imagine? giving her 40 seconds. Jeez. See, me, yeah, I'm such a perfectionist. I try to do things in the best way that I can. But I feel like if I was under that amount of pressure, I'd just fall apart. Like, I'll start yeah, dropping everything everywhere. Like, I'll, I'll become incredibly clumsy, basically. Like, 40 seconds when you're really scared about something and you're not really sure what's going on and what to do, that shit, that's going to go quick as fuck. Exactly. exactly. You probably freeze exactly. for a good amount of that. Exactly, exactly. So, basically, she must have said that... Oh, I've lost it. Okay. You're taking too long and you have 40 seconds. I need you to empty all the drawers. So... Two men um, were detained during the situation, but then they were later released because obviously the FBI had gotten involved and um, they still didn't know who it was that was behind this. As far as they were concerned, all they found was an attractive young woman speaking on the phone. And because she did it so quietly and so calmly, it was hard to kind of reveal because she wasn't armed and dangerous. They spotted the car outside, but that's all they really could like. Right, okay. So it was like, I mean? a, like an armed robbery. It wasn't an armed robbery. It was it was literally her and her on the phone going up to a counter, handing a box and saying, Right, listen, you need to put all the money in this box. Go fucking down. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if she was smart, like or I think that is that a smart is genius. move. Because you're you're I feel like instinctively you're probably less you're less likely to be like run and like press the panic button or whatever because you don't see like a gun coming up towards you somebody's being really really calm about it um and i don't know maybe you think that the tactics kind of a smart move just because people might not get as as scared or they might just be willing just to give it to you and be like you know what she's she's fine let's go like do you know what i mean um maybe that's why maybe that's why 40 seconds maybe was more than ample time i I mean i have a lot of questions like I wish I, there was more information because it's like, how did you guys plan this? And how did you, how did you know that you could be able to pull this off? Because mm. this is in the year 2005. Do you think that the buttons would have been, you know, the panic buttons, do you think they would have been like active or? Mm. I, I don't, like, I'm just, I just have so many I feel questions. Like, yeah. When did that, when did that room, when did that film uh, Panic Room come out? I feel like it's an older film now. Panic Room? Oh, I wouldn't, I don't know. But you, you know what I'm talking about. You know the the, the buttons that banks yeah. have that like, to obviously alert the police yeah. when they're something I, I, d- I think in 2005 they must definitely like they definitely they would have had them right. Yeah. yeah. So to me it was just kind of like it's just really bold. And then I think on top of that, not to be sexist or anything, but the fact that the man was literally in the car and the woman was doing all the dirty work, it was like 
is that to not raise suspicion? And even after you received the money, like, how were you confident enough to just kind of run or walk back to the car and speed off? Like, aren't you scared that, like, police would be out putting their guns at you? I just have so many questions. I just feel like that's more like hiding in plain sight. Like, if yeah. you see, like, if you're seen running out of a, um, if you're seen running out of like a, a bank, you know, with like a big bag or whatever, or mm. like a box or looking super suspicious, you're mm. gonna raise the alarm even more so from passers-by. Mm. Um, you know, if, it, all of that kind of stuff. But I think mm. if you're just seen walking calmly or being calm, mm. I, I think it kind of also throws people off because when you think of robberies and bank robberies and whatnot, you don't expect a, a scenario to be that kind of calm. Mm. You mm. do expect there to be like some sort of weapon or, or something involved and to be super dramatic. So. Yeah. Maybe in a way she was quite smart because it wasn't, it's not what was. you would expect from a standard and um, stereotypical bank robbery. At all. Like, um, I don't know if you remember the guy. Well, there was a woman, but there was this mastermind woman that basically, I think she got um, this random guy or someone that was connected to her. I don't know the story properly. And he basically had bombs. She put bombs on him and he walked into the, obviously the bank and, um, was like, look, these these black guys put a bomb, like, on me. Please put the money in the bag. Like, this is a proper bomb. Like, it will go off. And I kid you fucking not, the bomb squad come, the police come, they usher him outside. I don't know if he knew it was real or not. I, I can't really remember. I saw it years ago. And you see the video footage of him blowing up. Oh, yeah. Was that um what the thing on Netflix, The Evil Genius? There you go. Yes. Yes, yes that's the one. That's the yes, one. Yes, yes. I do recall that. That so, was messed up. Okay, so so with that one, you can't... I'd say, okay, no. you. I don't think you'd raise suspicions because the person would be well, like, wanting to help you. Mm. But someone that's literally on the cell phone, like, we do this all the time. You know when you want to withdraw money or you want to pass... You, you go into a bank. We do this all the time. So it's just kind of like... How did she die? How? I, I don't know. I just have a lot of questions. I have yeah, a lot of questions. questions man. I, I wish there were more sources, but I, like, anyways, let's continue. Let's continue <laughs> for real. So, Candice received international notoriety when surveillance footage of the robberies was aired on newscasts worldwide. Mm-hmm. And that's how she coined the nickname Cell Phone Bandit. Ah, uh, okay. It was later discovered that Martinez was talking to Williams, who like I said, was a getaway driver. The case attracted widespread attention due to Martinez being a young, attractive female college student, like I said, Mm -hmm. as well as the brazen way she conducted the robberies while calmly talking on the phone. Mm. Fucking hell, man. Fucking hell. Hiding in plain sight. Do you know what I mean? So it didn't take them long to get arrested because you know how it is with kids. Kids start stunting and they start doing the most Mm. and you know, they come across with like this large amount of money. Mm-hmm. They came up, that, so in total, they had stolen $48,620. Oh, wow, okay, it's a good amount. That is a good amount. So um, what they had spent it on was a 1997 Acura Integra. Okay. Two big screen televisions and plenty of designer clothes and bags. Okay. So both uh, Williams and Martinez were arrested on November the 14th and November the 15th. 2005 so they didn't even like it didn't even last that long because they committed these robberies in october and you know you didn't have enough time to to really have fun with the money before yeah. you got arrested but look what you're, you're spending it on as well after all of that it's got a card but it, 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 you know like, what it, is? it just shows bags. their age mm. it's it it very young it, do you know what i mean it shows their age because what are we we're, in, we're on the other side of our 20s and right now 
if we were to get to bag that amount of money, we know we spend it on. Oh my god, let me go and buy that house, mm. or let me go and buy that car, or let me go and do what we like. Let me do something serious and grown up. But at nineteen, what would I have been spending it on? Like, I mean, on, in their defense, they did get a car, but the rest of it, hmm, bye. Just very child. It was very childish. <laughs> it was. It was very childish. So on December the thirteenth, two thousand and five, Martinez pled guilty in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Virginia in Alexandria to felon charges. I don't know what that means. On March the 3rd, 2006, she was sentenced to 12 years in the Federal Bureau of Prisons to be followed by five years of supervised release, so probation, Mm. a $200 special assessment, court costs, and $43,850 in restitution Mm -mm. by the US District Judge, Gerald Bruce Lee. Williams had basically received the same sentence. Okay. So Martinez's mother testified about her daughter and her troubled childhood that led her to seek out the security of boys and girls in town in Nebraska where she lived from the age of 12 to 17. She didn't have a stable home, testified Michelle Medina outside court. Medina called her daughter a good girl and she's sorry for everything that she did. Everything happened in a matter of weeks, but it seemed like seconds. Martinez told the court um, one of the women that were the tellers mm-hmm. was kind of traumatised about what happened right um, I've tried to find her comment and what she said but she was just very like she feels when Martinez was crying in the courts like I've had this hard life I'm so sorry mm-hmm. like I regret what I did she was just kind of like well you know I can't feel remorse for you because you've basically created trauma for me it's true, and rightly so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rightly so, like, you robbed me, right, mate, like, come on. She I can feel how she wants to feel. And I feel like this is why, you know when you when sometimes you, you see these, like, these criminals, and, you know, they finally get their just desserts, and then they start to cry. You're not crying because you're remorseful, you're crying because you got, got caught. caught. Yeah, you definitely. Know? Because, you know, you, you, you hear them, and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry for this, and... I'm sorry I put this person through this and I'm sorry this, that, the third and blah, blah. But while you were doing it, you weren't sorry. Yes, sir. Do you know what I mean? Especially when it's a serial killer or a serial rapist. You're definitely not apologetic. Well, I mean, I don't feel like that. Well, when it comes to serial anything, I don't Mm. think you're apologetic for the simple fact of, you know, the definition of serial. You do that shit over and over and over again. Well, 100. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know... I'm not justifying it, but I'm pretty sure that the first or second time you did it, you could have redeemed yourself and be like, you know what, I, I did the most. Let me go to the police, hand myself in and do what I need to do. That's right. Or let me confess this before I do whatever I do. But you continuously do it because you get a thrill out of it. And now the police are knocking on your door and, you know, you've got the guns in your face. It's, I'm so sorry, I wish I could take it back. Well, well you're poor victims. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's the most important thing. Exactly. So let's find out what the current status of Candice is. Let's, let's do. <laughs> so Candice is currently not in prison now. She oh. walked out of prison 10 years after stepping into the Danbury Correctional Facility. Okay. She was noticed for her good behavior during her time in the correctional facility, mm-hmm. which led her to return to her home. Martinez has found herself a new life after walking out as she lives with her family and is close to her mother, grandmother, niece, and nep- nieces and nephews. After returning from Danbury, she went back to school to be an ast- ast- Let's try again. Aesthetician? Aesthetician? 
esthetician? I don't know. How to, I don't know. How to, the skin yeah. person? I don't know. It says esthetician. A E here. I mean, I wouldn't call it a victimless crime because, you know, people did suffer, you know, mental trauma and, you know, dealt with a lot fo- mm-hmm. following that situation. But mm-hmm. no one was killed. No one was hurt. Yeah. She was young. Young, dumb and stupid. Yeah. Did our time. So I hope that she's living by the straight and narrow. Do you know what? It just, do you know what? It just, it gives me the vibe of, of, <sighs> you know, sometimes when you're laying in bed with your significant other and you just start talking, you're just talking bare shit. Oh my gosh, imagine if we did this. Imagine if we, well, they actually went through with it. Like, you know, you, you could sit there and be like, oh yeah, oh my God, babe. Imagine if we like robbed a giraffe like from a safari. So and they sometimes actually... I wonder what you talk about no, with but... your significant other. I'm not even really <laughs> because what you talk about your significant other what i talk about your significant other is not math and i'm not gonna lie it's an example bitch All right, it's girl. an example but All like right, girl <laughs> but nah like I, I definitely think that these were just literally i'm not justifying anything i will never justify crime mm. but these were literally just two kids that decided to test people like to test their chances basically and they did it and succeeded because how in the fuck yeah were you man pulling heists Four banks, no weapons, and you were on the phone the whole time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Like, goodbye. Anyways, I'm glad that she got out and, you know, she's got her business now and she's focusing on what she needs to focus on. Where's the other guy? No update on him. Okay. But, um, yeah, there, there was very little information about this um, case. So, oh, nice. Well, yeah. thank you for telling that. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, yeah. I think... That's quite interesting that someone robs a bank in that way. Yeah. Like I said, it's de- very different to the stereotypical type of way of which you usually um, suspect. Um, yeah. Yeah. Young, dumb, and stupid guys. Like at nineteen, trust me, you don't need to be robbing any banks. Like especially not for no man. Especially if a man tells you to do something and you go do it, and he's way back, way back doing not what, <laughs> not doing what you're doing. <laughs> like, like, like. What's not clicking? I think, do you know what it is to me though, yeah? If you make me be the face of something and you're the getaway driver, I'm going to lie about the amount that I've taken. Like, you will get a shortcut because <laughs> I'm the one that's doing the risk. Yeah, big ass risk. And my guys are there chilling in the flipping Camry. Like, imagine... Or Camry? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know cars. <laughs> Same, I don't know much about cars. <laughs> but nah, like, like, on some real shit, like, I was just like, when I, when I read this story, I was sitting and I was thinking to myself, like, well, the moment I heard that he was the getaway driver, I was like, really, bro? Like, really? And then on top of that, like, he, I bet he was the one giving her instructions over the phone. Because, you know, one thing that men will have, what will they have? The audacity. The audacity. <laughs> they, they may not have much sometimes, but one thing that they will always have is the damn audacity. Is the audacity. And the goal. Because, fam, <laughs> like... I bet he was like, okay, go and speak to that one because she she seems more like she'll she'll pay attention. Like, but you know what? I think in his defense as well, if he does have a defense, <laughs> in his defense, it's probably like she's a pretty girl. She, it's mm. so un- unsuspecting. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, no one's gonna suspect her at all. Uh, and I think that, uh, like you said, it was very in plain sight because the fact that she could still do this while she's interacting with someone on the phone. I'll tell you something right now. I can multitask, but. The moment I someone walks into a room or I have to interact with someone else, I'll be like, let me call you back because I, I can't do that. Mm. So the fact that she was able to do that 
maybe that's why it was easy for her to be going to several banks and, and, and pulling it off. Yeah, you know? Ass, man. That shit's crazy. It is crazy. But that is the story about the cell phone bandit oh, that robbed Cindy. four banks. Thank you so much for telling that story. It's all right. Um, yeah, robbery on the spinny spin. I wonder what you'll get this, this week. <sighs> Let's see what I get. Yeah, man. I like that story, Let's though. I've never heard of that one. Um, and it's a nice little contrast to the fucked up story that I'm gonna tell. Oh, no. So on the spinny spin, um, I got murder again. And yeah. you know, it's just so funny that we started this uh, podcast today talking about cannibal holocaust and all that type of stuff. Cause it, it, it goes there. So trigger warnings, all the trigger warnings because this one is it's not what you'd expect. Which are you gonna do? But it's not. I don't know if you know this person. But what I will say is that I found that there was a, there were a few little links between this story and your story in in, in certain ways. Okay. So, um, this story is uh, called the Amima Nelson story. Oh my god! I've heard about that bitch. <laughs> I've heard. Let's go, let's go. I've heard about this one. Yay, she's, she's a... Yeah, yeah. I've never heard about her. Really? No, ever. I don't know. It's deadly women that made me. I don't own. know mm. what. I don't know what I was doing, and I came across her somehow. Mm. Um, I think maybe I was I was researching about another case, mm. and it was kind of like you know, like on Google, and you have like the Seymour or like like similar cases or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I must have clicked her picture. Um, Pretty woman. Yeah. But dirty bitch for what she did. Yeah, she's fucked. So let's get into it. So this is the Amima Nelson story, aka the Thanksgiving butcher, or even some people call her the sugar baby cannibal. So sources for this um, was a YouTube channel called Crime O'Clock. I have never heard of Crime O'Clock before, but mm. let me tell you something right now. There's this um, beautiful queer woman on YouTube. She does Crime O'Clock, and she's so good at mm. what she does. She tells the crime. She's fucking hilarious. Um, and she just made it so much easier for me to try and research this case and really that. get into I it. Short, snappy, so current. <laughs> loads of memes, loads of laughs. Wicked. Loved I love it. That. I love that. Um, so if you haven't seen Crime O'Clock, check it out. Um, also, Ranka, um, and an article from All That Is Interesting. So, Go for it. similar to your story, mm -hmm. um, we don't know um, Amima's birthday, but she was born in 1968 in Cairo mm. uh, by the name of Amima Ari Nelson. And I'm really upset about that because I really want to call my child Ari. Do you know what makes me laugh? It is bad vibes. That's what, what's, what's that saying? You don't know me, child Ari. <laughs> Look at the one that's Mr. Potato Head. Okay. That, that causes problems. <laughs> okay. No, that's what I, what I wanted to say, yeah. Um, this is gonna sound really controversial, yeah. But I feel like women that were born in that time always used to hide their age or their birthday. Okay. Because it's really weird. You can only just see 1968, nothing else. I, I believe that a lot of women used to do that back in. Like, if you look at a lot of old actresses, they'll, it'll be like born in 1968 or 1969, and it's like, okay. What's the birthday? And they've had careers for years and mm. they haven't said anything. I, think, I definitely think that's a, like a back in the day people saying, do you know what I mean? Carry on. Agreed. Um, sorry, so she wasn't born on my Ari Nelson because that was her married name, but she had quite a turbulent upbringing. Unfortunately, she grew up in uh, deep poverty 
And she also uh, unfortunately faced sexual and physical abuse from her father. So again, trigger warning because it does go there. Um, All the trigger warnings. Um, And she also went under the uh, very traumatic procedure of FGM at the age of seven. And of course, as like everybody knows in terms of FGM, that kind of, not kind of, it does affect you for the rest of your life. It's, it's very like mentally and physically taxing. Um, so all in all, she had a shit childhood. Um, that's horrible. That's, oh God. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, that's horrible. It's a horrible, yeah. horrible situation. Yeah. Um, and her parents did eventually get divorced. Um, and when they did, her and her mother moved to a city within Cairo known as City of the Dead. Oh. Yes. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Like, you know, it's just, it's just it's just like her childhood was just so busy. Like, right. So busy. Right. Because let me tell you about City of the Dead. City of the Dead is called that because the city itself is like encased in basically a plethora of burial grounds. So essentially what happened was, and let me see if I remember this right. Mm-hmm. When Cairo obviously got a lot more mainstream and like gentr- like started to get gentrified, right. and the, the cost of living was like a lot higher. Right. A lot of people weren't able to live there anymore due to poverty mm-hmm. um, and just not being able to afford to live in, in Cairo anymore. So they kind of started migrating over and essentially kind of squatting in this, in this area called city of the dead let me just land on this because your face is going to be even more squash up when i tell you what okay what it is okay essentially it's a place that has loads of different mausoleums um and they date back as far as the 16th century and what they did is because they couldn't afford to live where they used to live or you know in any other place in cairo that um, you would probably prefer to live in, except like outside this burial ground. People just started to move into the area and move into these mausoleums. Yes, I know. Um, and basically take it as their, as their yards. Take it as their houses. So these people lived in and around mausoleums. So, forgive me because I happen to be ig- ignorant. Mm. So all of these like mummified coffins, cadavers, were just all over this place, all like all over these sections and areas, and due to people not being able to afford the like living in a certain part of Egypt, they they took these places as their homes. That's correct. So. I can understand maybe a little ashes, maybe a little ashes, you know, mm. or if I maybe knew the family member, mm. maybe it would, Let but just, a, just random, like random bodies. There's absolutely no fucking way. Mm. There's no, that we might, we might migrate into another country. Mm. There's no fucking way. Yeah, it, it's <clears throat> it's crazy. Like when you see pictures of this place as well, it's insane because it does look like a little town, but essentially it is just like a graveyard with like an empty That's space what, that, yeah, within yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and let me see if I can get a picture up for you. Please do because um, what the fuck is going on? Cause you don't even know that person from Adam. You know, they're just chilling in your yard. 
I, you know what it is? Even with mausoleums, like modern day mausoleums, yeah. I can't even, I can't go in them. I, I, I wouldn't want to go in them. What's a famous mausoleum? Just like, um, I can't think of one. Let me try and find you what. Like, so basically the whole ends looks like this. I have to cut a lot of this out because it's just a lot of pausing. But like, that's like, that's their garden. Or garden if you can call it that. A lot of people don't like it, but one thing that I will say is that the church was really, the, the people in the church were really nice. I never got worried, even when I used to walk through there. Like, I never got worried. Like, like it was it was never that bad. Like, so that was one thing, like, living in a cemetery. But it's another thing when... What am I trying to say? No, nah, fuck you said, that. You said living in a cemetery. <laughs> no, nah, sorry. It's one thing living opposite a cemetery. It's another thing living in one. Like Cindy, when I used to be drunk and I used to come home to your house, or like I used to wake up in the morning like, when I used to stay over at your house, and I just look out the window and there was just a big cemetery looking at me oh, back. Girl, I was just thinking, girl. goodbye and good night. I'm not really here for this. Oh, I don't know how you grew up against like that. Elle est tellement bizarre, la fille. Elle est tellement dramatique. It's not that serious. It is. Oh, don't tell me I'm being dramatic. It you is. Are, it bit. is a serious situation. I can wake up and then what if we just look outside and there's bare ghouls? Guys, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Shut up, quaffs. <laughs> bare ghouls and that. Come I'm on, not gonna man. lie, guys. Yeah, serious. So, you know, when I was younger, when I used to misbehave, yeah, my dad used to be like, look, keep acting up the way you wanna act up, and Michael Jackson and his thriller buddies are gonna come <laughs> get you. <laughs> I would have been shook. I'm not gonna lie because that, I was that, that video was scary. Really. I wish like, he was like, "Ah, oh, if you're still up by midnight, like it's over with." <laughs> oh my god, that's fuck. <laughs> my dad's not a funny guy, but that's the funniest thing he's ever said or done. That is hilarious. Just leave it at that. But yeah, but yeah, he used to do that. He used to be like, "Ah, oh, you know them, them, them zombies. They're coming for you, you know." Oh my god! Yeah. Could you imagine like you just you, you're pretending that you're being asleep and your dad's just that that's there singing thriller in the, in the backgrounds. Oh my god, guys! My dad is so useless. That's how I found out that Santa Claus wasn't real because, like what? this this motherfucker, yeah, this imbecile, yeah, was just making too much noise around the presents and stuff like that. So naturally, I'm a, I've always been inquisitive, guys. I've always been nosy, and if I wake up and my mom's not by my side because I used to sleep in the same bed as my mom because I'm scared of the dark. If my mom's not by my side and I get up, I'm like, what's going on? Listen, I see this guy um, ruffling around with the presents. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, go to sleep. But Santa supposed to, no, go to sleep. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Santa doesn't exist, you know? Yeah. But he could have just been organizing them for you. You got to be quick on your toes as nah, a parent. man, that motherfucker, it was him. Aww. I appreciate it because he got the Barbie that I wanted, but. Oh. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Yes, please. <laughs> we went off topic. I'm so sorry, but carry on. Bless. Cindy, just don't be getting caught by your kids when you're you're messing around with the um with the presents. I'm gonna but do you know what it is, yeah? I don't know if I'm gonna be doing that hard. Do you believe in this like the third? Because I'm the one that's put all the money in it and you're telling me that this 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 chopster dum dum is the one that's Cindy, not gonna come don't uh, and no. take the credit. Cindy. I refused to be your friend or an auntie of your children and watch you allow them to not believe in Santa. Don't take their childhood, don't take their childhood or their innocence away from them. Let them have that. Do you know what, do you know what St. Nicholas, AKA Santa Claus was doing with Krampus on the 5th of December, which is my birthday? 
Oh my god, it's Kissy back to American Dad. I love Krampus. I, I love that was, Krampus I episode. I think he was scaring the children, but the children. <laughs> the children. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm tipsy. Anyways, please go back to Amima. Okay, my ma. Um. So I should not go over command. This has gone right to my head. <clears throat> We've got to start thinking of the actual drinks that we will be able to have. But also the fact that there was a stigma around um, Amima because apparently um, she had had sex before marriage. And of course, the fact of the matter was she'd also had FGM, right. which even more like, you know, the whole the whole point of it is that, you know, you're not supposed to be enjoying sex like that anyway. So for you to go and yeah. have sex before, and you're not even married after all that it's like no no man's gonna want you you're like you're basically dirty you're unclean yeah so yeah. she was so her parents well her mom anyways was was just like you know what this is your shot go and do what you need to do mm, mm, mm. so she agrees and she migrates over to the southern town the southern town the southern state of give it to me kentucky Damn it. No, I'm really hungry though. Uh, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> oh, so close. <laughs> mm. So um, so she moves out to, to Texas to marry him and they start a life together. And she kind of does odd jobs as a model and a nanny. So she was a former mm. model. Okay. Um, and when I was watching um, Crime O'Clock, um, a good kind of like, call out was that there's not a lot of pictures of her being a model. There are some pictures of her, but it's, it's not like she was, like, a runway model or, right. like, a, a mainstream model. But she did model and nanny to do odd jobs. I mean, she she's moved over to a totally foreign country. She mm. speaks hardly any English. So she just did what she could to get by um, rather than just relying solely on her husband. So, but she does have a nice... Sorry, sorry, but she... she From what I recall, she's a pretty woman. No, she was pretty... She is, oh, is a pretty woman. Yeah, yeah. She, she does have... Sorry. Yeah, she is. She she should have got the pictures. Yeah, <sighs> I wish she went further than that because, come on, man, she she had the face for it. She did have the. From what I can recall from that lady is that she had a gorgeous face, mm. very good, yeah, and, and a forehead of hair. Yeah, beautiful hair as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she couldn't speak much English. She but she wasn't a do nothing bitch. Like she didn't just like you know rely on on her husband bringing in anything. She went out. She got or jobs here and there, but eventually their relationship does break down and she parts from her then husband um, at the time. And then she goes on to move to uh, California. Mm. She moves to the OC uh, when she's 23. I don't know why I said it like that. Neither do I. That's why I chuckled. <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong with me. So following her split, um, it was said that she often kind of sought out men that were, you know, were, were, were um, well off, um, mm-hmm. that could kind of look after her. And I mean, it kind of does make sense. You've come from poverty. You've had a really traumatic childhood. Yeah. You've already had a failed marriage. You're now in a totally, you know, different country. Um, and the only kind of jobs you can do, well, you know, nannying and modeling. So she she kind of sought that out. But apparently it did kind of give way for a lot of men to take advantage of her, to kind yeah. of use her a lot more, use and abuse her essentially. Um, and that was really quite sad for her. I mean... What? You've watched 90 Days Fiance or you've seen a couple of the clips of 90 Days Fiance. Yes, I have. And I I believe that a lot of these men, whether they're well off or not, or just just getting by, they sort out these young, gorgeous women, flash a couple of dollars in their face just to make themselves feel like they're the man. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So when you're saying that, you know, a lot of people did take advantage of stuff like that, how, like... I'm pretty sure, I'm not going to say that she fell victim to it, but I'm pretty sure that it attracted her 
because she knows where she comes from. Like she fam, mm-hmm. she she lives in where twenty eight days later it was recorded or something like <laughs> that. She lives in that cemetery thing. So naturally, like if someone's flashing money in their faces, her face, unfortunately. Like the the back of the, like that man's mind is probably like yeah yeah you take that you, you take I'm I'm big rich American man mm. like do you know what I mean mm. like it's it's just way too common it's like a lot of these men when they're like sixty or seventy and they fucking go to Thailand and get with a twenty three year old yeah you know mm. like I started on that it's it's I no saw a lot no, when I was go- I saw, I saw I mean? a lot in Thailand we'll put it like that it's it's no different like so mm. I, I I understand I I can understand what you mean. Sorry, carry on. Some some people are just dirty old men. Like, I just can't. Just really nasty. Like like you probably have a daughter around that age, or hell, a fucking granddaughter or grandson at that age. Mm. What are you doing? Because mm. I I remember once um I was having a conversation with this man, just this random man. I think it was to help with moving or something like that, and that he he does like a, he's got a, a service van removal service or whatever mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know if i'm saying it correctly mm-hmm. and um he would literally gloat about how on during the summer holidays he'd go to thailand and get these really young women and he was probably like what in his 60s yeah that actually makes my stomach turn it, it, it does and to me i can't be fake so you know when when he was like i think what my mouth didn't say my face did yeah, the thing is, it's just like, I, I'm not against the fact that, you know, you could find love and you could have a massive age difference and that's totally fine. But I think it's, it's different when you start to kind of hunt down this type of women. It's, mm-hmm. it's very predatory behaviour. Like, yeah. it's giving predator. Like, why do you have to find a woman that is, you know, between 20 and 25? Why can't you just find a woman that, you know, you're going to like, you know, you're going to get on well with? And okay, maybe age will come later as long as she's of the consenting and Ex- adult age. Thank you. Thank you. Well, the fact that you're going out of your way to, to hunt down or, you know, make yourself known to extremely young girls. And I mean, we're on the other side of 25 now. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't remind me. Um, <laughs> but I mean, at, at times I still feel like a baby. I still feel like a yeah. teenager at times. Yeah. And I, I definitely was like that when I was, you know, like early 20s when I was, you know, at uni and everything. And I can't imagine being, even now I wouldn't even want to be a, a, approached by, you know, an, a, a man that's, you know, 30, 40, 50 years my senior. So yeah. could you imagine back then? Like, that's so creepy. And also when I look back on pictures of myself, I look like a baby. Do you know, so what you're saying is so fucking spot on because I think this one girl did a survey where she was like, she got moved to so much when she was in school uniform mm. in comparison to now when she's mm. in a fully developed, you know, mm. body and she's out of the uniform. Yeah. I find it really fucking creepy how we used to go past fucking barbershops and you can see me in my school uniform and you're still hollering at me. Nasty. With your bang belly and your grey hair, <laughs> you're still hollering at me. Are you crazy? Like... Yeah, now what do you think? You know, retrospect in hindsight is a, is a wonderful thing because yeah. there was so many looks and, you know, uh, is it wolf, wolf whistles? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All that type of stuff that you get from older men and it's just like, now I think back and I was like, I was literally in my school uniform. That means yeah. that you knew that I was yeah. no older than 16. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what did you think you were gonna achieve with that? Yeah. And like, oh, it's just so creepy. It's just so fucking. It creepy. is no. What you're saying is completely spot on. And I, yeah, it's it's honestly it's fucked. It is fucked because 
even when, even if you didn't know that I was, I was 15 or 16, the moment mm-hmm. I opened my mouth, you will know about it. Mm-hmm. What, what was the bullshit that we were talking about when we were 15 or 16? Pure foolishness. We the fact that I was playing, um, I was, I was holding my Sony Ericsson against the bus window at the back of the should bus. Should already have told you how old I There you go. Oh my God, we need to go to Primark. Oh my God, this like the first. Oh my God, this course were like, it's te- I'm telling you, I'm telling you my age. I had age. shoelaces Hello? in my hair. Shoelaces matching the shoelaces in my shoe, which matching the cardigan, then on top of tops on top of it. And you think that you were couldn't come into Wolf Whistle me? My cop, my 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 oyster cop was going from time you hit the Why are you hollering at me? Goodbye and good night. It is it is borderline like pedophilic, like it is if that's a word. I but, mean, um, is it borderline though? Because I definitely was under the age of eighteen. No, it was one hundred. Yeah, or under the age of sixteen. So in it, fact, like it would have been that. Like it's just to me, it's just really. It's just, mm. oh god, I've yeah, had that time did not, yeah, that time did not, like, that time really did not sit well with me. And I think what did not sit well with me, which made it even worse, was that I remember girls in my year or a year older that used to have like fucking boxes, like they used to have uncles, like you know now at least like women are like, oh yeah, I got my like, I got my little African sugar daddy or whatever, blah blah. Like girl, we were like fifteen, sixteen in our school skirts, and there were girls that were fucking talking to boopsies talking to big men i remember these people like one girl used to have a 20 year old boyfriend used to think that was so stylish and it was like you're 14 brother 14 why are you have a guy of 20 years of age and he used to come get her outside school and that dirty fam uh, t- do you know what it is to me yeah one thing that i am thankful for is that i have tried <laughs> to stay with the guys that are around my age mm. and i think the reason as to why that is is because i'm as mature as I am, I'm, I'm more mature. Like, there you go. So the only person that I feel like can relate to what I'm saying and blah, blah, blah that doesn't force me to be grown up is someone that is around my age. You know what I mean? couldn't be with somebody that wasn't around my age though. Okay, my, me and my partner have like a age gap, but mm-hmm. only of like, what, five years? No, but you guys mesh well. But even five years, I don't notice that's our not, age gap. That's not bad because like, my ex, we had, we had a five year age gap, but no, I, like, but you the thing is, well. I feel like, I think with the situation with that is, even with like, okay, five years, whatever, for example, and even now, at one point, I was like, oh my God, that's such a big age gap. But it's like, <clears throat> we can look back on our childhoods and we can speak it's about mutual thing. things yeah, from yeah, our yeah. childhoods. Yeah, Do you get yeah, it? Yeah, things yeah. that we watch, music that we know. We, we have cultural kind of points within our lives that we can we can relate to. Five years what have you? Though. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not that bad. But what are you have, what can you talk about with a man that's, 20, 30 years your senior. You man did not have the you did not have the same childhood. I think when you look back at it, one is to manipulate and two, like you know no girls your age is rating you. You know if a twenty like if a twenty seven year old yeah that was that was moist and then get girls yeah was to, to, like to try and shout me, I'll be like, brother, really? But now he's gonna go and get with someone that's twenty one that's gonna think he's a dog, like he's a yeah, G. That's the other thing. The thing is, I'm you not know? gonna I'm not gonna say that sometimes, you know, Things, relationships and whatnot can't work out with a, a massive age difference. It happens for a lot of the time, but I just find it weird when there's the predatory behavior yeah. where it's like you are genuinely going after young girls or you're genuinely hanging out in places where you know there's going to be young girls at. Like, cool, if you meet a girl and it happens, it happens and you're both of a consent and age and cool, you have a, a big yeah. age back, but yeah. you hit it off, fine. But the fact that you're going out there specifically to find young girls is fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. But anyway... It's giving creep. It is, which leads me to my next point. So one day, um, Amima, she walks into a bar in Orange County and she meets then 56-year-old William Nelson, also known as Bill. 
and he wore flashy clothes, um, bright red cowboy boots. He bragged about his riches and they immediately hit it off. Mm-hmm. And they had quite a massive age difference. Their age difference was actually 33 years. Um, I mean, it works for some. But we'll see if it works in this situation. So, um, which meant that at the time when she was 23, there were, he had five kids and some of, some of them were actually older than Amaima. Goodbye. And that's when I find that the flags are ready now. Because why, what do you have to do with me that's... Not like younger than your your oldest child, like younger than your youngest child. That's weird. Yeah, man, that's just uh, that's I, weird. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. That's fucking weird. I don't know. Like, I can't imagine my mom coming with like some some boyfriend that's like twenty five. I'll look at her and be like, look, 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 look. <laughs> like this is my son Fine. that you're bringing to this house. Like this is my son. I always like I always I always remind myself that my mom is the same age as Madonna, and I feel like that's why when Madonna does her antics, it makes oh, me Madonna cringe. Madonna makes me feel sick because as she's well. the same age as my mom, so it makes me cringe. All respect for her career, but again, big woman like that, what are you doing with a twenty-something-year-old? What do you man have in common? I think sometimes it goes past the predatory part, and it does go. I wouldn't call it a midlife crisis. But I think it mm. would be a cry for help in someone, a lot of people's youth. Mm. So they get with a lot of people that are younger than them by like a huge amount, and it just makes them feel like another thing revives is, their youth. Basically, yeah. And the other thing with the predatory thing again is, I don't know, I don't know about Madonna's situation, but I don't know if she was specifically hunting down, you know, young men. Oh come on, now she's always dated young men. Oh, has she? Oh yes. Oh, then Madonna, like, I one, can't back you. In, in one of her memoirs, she was talking about fucking this um, this Latino immigrant that used to help paint her house or do something in her house or something like that. And she's and it's all about that double standard as well because if it was a man that yeah, was bragging about that, exactly, be an issue. most definitely. But she was oh, Madonna, that's bragging. not nice, nah, She was literally man. bragging about fucking this. It's just like he barely spoke any English and this at the third, and we would have sex all the time. And I was like, I was like, like. Really, bitch, and you're proud of that. I was like, is anyone? Is anyone? It is double standard as well. I think sometimes we've got to really make sure that we're holding women to the same standards because at the end of the day, like, it needs to go across boards. Do you know what I mean? Like, it needs to go across board. That's fucking weird. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Women abusers exist. I know personally. So Mm. women abuse. Yeah, they do. There needs to be a yeah. Same standards. Yeah. Because they 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 are just not they're not innocent just because they're women, please. And I say that as well myself. Absolutely not. Um continue both. So she has uh so interestingly enough, he actually also had a run in with the law in the past. He's previously served four years in jail because he was previously a pilot and he was smuggling large amounts of um marijuana across um county lines in the in, in his plane and he got caught for that. Um, but he was eventually released on parole. He got a job at a company called Canon Mortgage. Um, and that's uh, after that is when he um, met Omaima. And actually, he was previously married. Um, and they got separated while he was in prison. Oh, but man. apparently, they somehow when it came to this divorce, they didn't get divorced properly or some sort, something like that. Oh, um, so when he, when he ends up with Omaima, they were still married. But anyway, it's busy. Very it's busy. Um, I and mean, Amaima had had a, a, a little few little run-ins in the past with uh, um, with crime before. She apparently was got caught um, shoplifting in the past, and she got in a fight with two female bodyguards. Oh. Uh, one apparently she nearly tore one of their breasts off. Yeah, she was. She was like, "Bitch, 
I've lived with dead people. What's up? <laughs> and the other one, she punched in the pussy. Listen, she literally, she was like, look, I've had some corpses as lodgers, yeah? Don't try me. Right. Imagine like, getting imagine me. getting punched in the vagina. Like imagine getting punched in the vagina. I was on. When like, that happens, it's on. Like not front ways, but like upwards. Oh. Upwards, send. God damn. So he punches on the <laughs> punches on the kitty cat. So eventually. <laughs> While they've got their, their criminal past, they start their relationship and one day they go off. They, <coughs> they, you know, they're having great times with each other. They go on horseback riding on one such one. Oh. And um, they end up going on horseback and she gets fling off the, um, the horse in it. Dash where. Um, <laughs> and licks up her head. So everybody's like, oh, like, do you want, like, do you want help in it? Like, we'll get you help. And she was like, nah, like, I'm good. I don't want any medical attention. Now, I want to just stop right here because mm. what do we know about people that end up killing a lot of the time? What happens with them? They fall on the head. It's a head injury. Mm, head trauma. So I don't know if that's like going to be a contributing factor as to what we find out. But yes, Cindy, what's your question? So You, what's your question? Look <clears throat> under your seat. So I can't get with an f- American football player, can I? Because... They get hit on the head quite a bit, don't they? And they quite—they tend to be quite violent. Haven't you seen concussion with with Will Smith shit South South, South African accent? And also, haven't you seen um what's his guy? That's what's that guy's name? Hernandez. I remember he died. Guys, I'm sorry, but the documentary of Aaron Hernandez yeah is not is not supposed to be funny. Okay? Why are you laughing at it? Because there's one scene here yeah, where the girlfriend is calling him. And he's like, she's clearly pissed off. Mm. Like she's clearly annoyed. And he's like, like, what's wrong? Like, like, what's going on? And she's like, the police came and they searched. Da, 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 da. It's like, I feel like she's probably wilding out. And he's like, but why are you upset for? I'm the one that's in jail. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why do men? Why do men? Again, if there's one thing they'll have, it's the fucking audacity. Like, like you could. I think she was pregnant. I, I don't remember. I don't remember like the details, but you could tell she was really fucking irritated. And he was just kind of like, he was so like nonchalant about it. He was like, well, well why are you annoyed? Like, I'm the one that said that that's in jail. And I was just like, if she doesn't wild out on him, I'm gonna wild out on him. Yeah, fucking face team. I do remember what senior talking about in that. <laughs> it's not funny, God but damn. damn. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no no head injuries, please, guys. Um, but um, she refuses medical attention and they continue their, their world and relationship and they end up deciding to get married a few weeks later. When I say a few weeks later, I'm talking about, I met you two weeks ago and now we're getting married. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's that, it's that quick. She got that million dollar. Mm. 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 Uh, <laughs> I asked my partner earlier. I said, "If you knew everything that you know about me now, and you know how far I've come in our relationship after all these years, would you have married with? If would you have married me like in two weeks? I'm not married, but you know, would you would you marry me in two weeks? Um, and I feel like he pretended not to answer this, not to hear the question. <laughs> Do you know what I like about Ghanaian men, yeah? <laughs> guys? Do you know what I like about Ghanaian men? They're so smooth with things. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, and they're not confrontational. <laughs> until unless you push them. But Ghanaian men, yeah, 
I just smooth with everything because you ask him a direct question. If you're telling me that he dodged the question, that's the true guardian, no, no, man. No, he, he's the king of dodging questions. I was like, baby, you don't ask the question. He's just like, oh, like ask the question again. I asked it again. He was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I love Guardian men, man. I love that. I was so like, I was like come on, so man. I do love Guardian men, man. They're very like, smooth. But damn, he's shysty. He's so fucking shysty. Because it's just like, you just say yes, even if you don't mean it. Just say yes. Mm, 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 mm. He doesn't want to lie to me. You don't lie in our relationship. <laughs> um. So, where are we now? <sighs> lost my place um okay yeah. so the newlyweds celebrated their um wildwood romance and they take a honeymoon trip to arkansas and they also go to texas before amima moves with her new husband to their new california home mm-hmm. um and this is where everything starts because amima's quickly states that as soon as she gets, ma- gets married to william slash bill the abuse starts. I mean, there's marital rape, there's physical and emotional oh, no. abuse. Um, and of course, this is just, we can only take this from her account. Right. But this is what she says. Um, and we're now going to come to Thanksgiving Day, which let me just make sure you know, and I have to reiterate, this is three weeks after they've initially met in the bar. Within three weeks, they've met They've been married. And everyone's just acting They've up. had a honeymoon. And now it's Thanksgiving. So th- Thanksgiving is the last week of November. So they probably met at the beginning of November. Right? We're now at the 20th Look, of November. Thanksgiving will be 25th, no? 25th November? It's the, it's the last Thursday of, of November. Okay. So it will teeter between those days. Okay. But this was 1991. So I don't know if I know what day it was at the time. But in this particular story, Thanksgiving, the 20th of November. So... Now, in 1991, 20th of November, they spend the day together having, um, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, festivities and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And she alleges that at some point, Bill had decided to sexually assault her in the Costa Mesa home in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and within that, he tried to also strangle her. So following that, she's like, all right, then you brute, let's get it on. So Amaima is a beautiful woman. Yeah. So I think, I feel like she's done this quite quite this part quite easily she seduces him somehow and she convinces him to let her tie him up get your bondage and your 50 shades going guys um, <laughs> uh, yeah guys yeah i'm s- yeah 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 I'm, um, into her. I'm sorry what i love that bdsm shit i'm sorry so, yeah, I but I think I think ugh. you do that with somebody that you trust, not somebody that you've only known for three weeks. You get it. I don't know if I'm letting a man time up after three weeks, my guy. But as she's yeah. saying that it is, but <laughs> yeah. she already trusted him to get married, so you know, give and take. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but I did. Uh, yeah. You ready to get into the thick of it? Let's go. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Let's get into the thick of it, man. So she seduces him. She convinces him to let her let him. She convinces him to let her tie him up, get a little bandage going. So he's thinking. What's that supposed to be a porn song? It's supposed to be TKO, man. Fuck the fuck. I don't know what that is. Ding 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 ding. You know, Manet. She has a tendency of doing this thing, yeah. 
when I tell her I don't know something, but then she tries to show me again that I know it, and again, I don't know it. Damn, have you never seen the MLS advert, the old school ones? No. Oh, Cindy. All right, I'll play the song in the car. Anyway, <laughs> so she ties him up, and then she's just like, yeah, baby, we're trying to get it on. And she takes the lamp and bashes it in his head. She's like, fuck no you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, no, dead ass. Like, she hits him in the head with a lamp. She then stabs him 25 times at the very least. What the fuck? And then she takes an iron, a clothes iron, yeah, and beats him with the iron until the iron breaks. And then she then strips him down once he's dead. She dismembers him. <laughs> she castrates him. And I feel like the castrate part, the castration part is very personal because she did yeah. uh, like uh, um she didn't do a lot of sexual abuse in her in her life. Um so I do feel like okay that is quite personal whether he, you know again speculation he could have or could not have sexually abused her, but the castration part I thought okay that it is super personal. It was definitely personal. Yeah. And she also decapitates him. And that is a 20 th- sorry, a 230 pound William. Damn, bitch. She would later go on to tell a psychiatrist that at this point she decides to go and put on a red dress and red lipstick and then she comes back and then she's like, cool, now I'm ready to deal with the body. I look like a bad bitch. We're about to go down in here. So, what does she do? She cuts off his hands and then put, and then gets oil and fries his hands in oil in order, well, some assume that... Um, it's to you know to remove the fingerprints so it'll be less um chance that she will get identified she cuts pieces of him up she boils his head and then she takes remaining parts of him and mixes them in with the turkey dinner from thanksgiving and then puts them down the garbage disposal so i mean we don't have that here but in america if you don't know you have a garbage disposal in your sink yeah, no, I know that part, yeah. Every time I think of a garbage disposal, I don't know if you remember this. Did you ever watch Heroes? No, that was Kevin's show. Oh, okay. Ask Kevin if he remembers, yeah, when Hayden Panettiere put her hand down the garbage disposal. She did it by accident. I don't know if she did it by accident. I think she dropped her ring down there. She put her hand down there. And she's put- dense enough to put it down there. And she's the American one. Yeah, and she, okay. she I think the, the garbage disposal was on and she, she ground up her hand in there. But like, if you remember in Heroes, if you ever watch it, Badman Show, it grew back. Anyway, that's what always scared me about garbage disposal. Every time I go to America, America I'm just like, this is just such a health hazard. But she, she, mm. she mixes them up with all types of food and then starts just, you know, getting in there with the garbage disposal and grinding them up. And apparently neighbours report that they heard the grinding of the disposal because the disposal is quite loud. Mm, 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 they heard mm, it mm. and sources sources vary because I, I read a couple articles on this, but up, apparently up to 48 hours straight, they heard this thing whirring in the yards. Now she's taking the piss. Like I can understand. If she's doing a Thanksgiving dinner, yeah, I can understand hearing it maybe for like, I don't know, 12, 13 hours. Maybe you had bare guests around. I can understand that part. But girl, forty-eight hours. Doing it for two days. Come on now. You're taking a piss. Someone's gonna complain about it. Yeah. Especially if you're doing it in the middle of the night. Trust me. And then it, it, the garbage disposal itself was so tight that it eventually broke. So, all in all, she reported, or will later report, that this took about twelve hours, and that she was actually in a trance while doing this because, I mean, it's it's a very traumatic job. Like as we've already spoken about. 
on this podcast and when I did my first ever story in this podcast, the Hello Kitty Murders. <laughs> um, God, I've just done some gruesome crimes. Yes, um, you have. I didn't mean for this to be gruesome. I saw her as an, an Egyptian former model and I was like, ooh, what's this? I did not expect to read this. How <laughs> <laughs> you go, ooh, what's this? <laughs> I did not expect to read this. It just went so left for a minute. Yeah, um, yeah. But she would also uh, report to her psychiatrist that she took his ribs, cooked them, marinated them and then ate them with barbecue sauce but later on in her parole hearing she would go on to deny this so why bring it up exactly i don't know girl for shock value like why why bring it up do you get it and at this point you're already arrested so it's just like like things are already really very bad trying to dig a hole for yourself like what like, why, um, why bring that up, baby? I'll take that to the grave. Unless they can find my teeth marks on some 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 bones on the rib or something. They'll be like, hey, you know what? Miss Amima, we need to come back. We need to speak on this. Well, unless they can find it, you can't get... You know, Batman can't beat the shit out of me and get that, that, that secret out of me. What's wrong with this girl? Or this woman? What's wrong with her? Mm. Carry on. I'm sorry. That's really stupid. Stu- so that's really backwards. I'm sorry. Carry on. So stupid. But after this extremely long ordeal of dismembering him, like I said, like, it's a very long procedure. It's not clean cut. Hello Kitty murders. It was a mess. And it takes a while. Okay. She loads him into bin bags. She puts the bin bags inside of Bill's red Corvette. He was a wealthy man. He had a lovely car. And where does she drive over to you? So I'm saying you gotta have your bitches because I probably would drive her to your house. I'm not gonna lie to you. I wouldn't want you to drive over. Okay, but I would do it. Um, I know you would, but I don't like that. <laughs> don't if you're gonna do fuck free like that. But now I can't do, do it because if the police ever hear this and like, everything ever goes wrong, they're gonna know that I came to your house. So we've got to think of a different plan. Eyelashes. Um, uh, my, my, you know my career is in law, so to me it's just kind of like if you drive to my, that's a bit selfish. Because I'd want to help you because I love you, but damn bitch, like <laughs> and I mean, my career's over. <laughs> I mean, if you, are you a ride or die or not? Just fucking, you know, choose one or not. Um, so she drives over to her ex-boyfriend's house. Jose. What's her Jose's name like that? I don't know. You've got Scott say Vim. Jose. It's a very passionate name, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> Jose. <coughs> Do you know what name I don't like, though? Jorge. It's George, Jorge. isn't it? It's George. Yeah, George. Jorge. Jorge. No, do you know what name I used to always mock here was Hector. Oh, I like Hector. That's my granddad's name. So every time Aww. I used to make the little Hector like comments, my my mum was like, "That's your granddad's name, like, What's wrong with you?" And I'm, like, I'm sorry. That's not very nice to Dilu. Thick. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, God bless your granddad. So God rest his soul. She goes to his house and she asks him to help her dispose of it. And she says, if he helps her dispose of it and also remove the teeth from the head to, again, help stop identification, she'll give him 75 grand along with two motorcycles. So he's like, yeah, bet, I'm down. Give me one second. And that one second, he's like, fuck this bitch. (laughs) He's like, 911, this bitch crazy. Come up to my fucking house asking me to remove teeth from my head. You fucking, are you mad? Bruv, you better get here with the quickness. Like so, you he, like that. he get it. He's like, yeah, yeah, bet, bet, yeah. Just hold, just, just stay there one second. Call the police. The quickness. Um. So, they they come, they arrive, and they they find her in the car in the red mm-hmm. Corvette with mm-hmm. all these bin bags, and they're like, yo, what's up? What's in the bags? And she's like, I don't know. And 
right. And okay. they're like, okay. So when they open it, they're unsure what's in the bags until they apparently find um, human lungs. Oh, and according to, again, our girl, um, Crime O'Clock, they know it's um, human lungs because they can see the smoke damage on the lungs. So when that guy's, I mean, he was 56. If he's, if he's had a long life as a smoker, that's mm. obviously going to take a toll on your lungs. Yeah. So her alibi was that initially her husband was away. She doesn't know what's going on. But then she changes it to the fact that these, this was just in the car and this, these organs belong to somebody that her husband killed. Right. So like, I right, bet, bitch, whatever. But we're gonna have to take you into custody. So they hold her for question overnight, and then on the Monday after Thanksgiving, um, one of uh, Bill's colleagues, uh, Sue Swanson, reports Bill missing and says that he, she hasn't seen him since before the long weekend for Thanksgiving has started. Mm. So of course the police have to obtain a search warrant and they start to search the Nelson apartment. So they go over to search it, and of course, newsflash. A mama had got up in a rush and gone to Jose's house, but hadn't cleaned up the, at the house. So they get to the house, mm-hmm. there's bed sheets covered in blood, blood everywhere, bin bags, mm-hmm. newspaper, fucking everything is just strewn everywhere. And it's, it's, it's literally the smoking gun. Like you can't deny that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, they also look in the freezer. They find his head wrapped in tinfoil. They uh, find his hands in the fryer. They also find some other body parts of him in a suitcase. However, they only found a part of him because when they went to weigh up the body of this 230 pounds male, I think he was 230 pounds. Mm-hmm. He, they could only account um, for some of him and there was 80 to 130 pounds of him still missing. Um, and even the child, when they ask her about where did, like, where did the rest of him go? And she's like, well, he was all there. Um, I mean garbage disposal I mean they're saying garbage disposal but there's still so much of him not left um, they ask her why did she say that she ate him then and she says nothing so it's a question of did she put so much of him down the, the garbage disposal that you know she was able to get rid of up to 130 pounds of him right. or did some of that go into her with some salt and pepper on top who fucking knows don't do that. It's oh, fucked. So nasty. It's fucked. It's so nasty. Nothing man. can make me eat human flesh. Like, Jesus Christ. Nothing. Um, but she declined to answer that question. So, on December 2nd, 91, she's eventually charged with the murder of Bill Nelson and her trial starts nearly exactly a year later on December 1st, 1992. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even thought of at this point. <laughs> Gosh. That's how long, well, anyway, we'll get there. So, Amaima claimed that she was threatened to, le- she was going to threaten to leave her husband or she threatened to leave her husband when she started to realise how physically and emotionally and sexually abusive he was. But that only made him kind of rile up even more and more violent um, mm-hmm. and more brutal. So, when he attacked her on Thanksgiving, um, she felt like the only option was, was to, you know, finally defend herself. Um, and, you know, with the, with the violence that he was exhibiting, she just had to fight back and, you know, have self-defense um but weirdly enough she also uses the defense that uh, ancient women and demons from egypt came to her in a vision and told her to do it mm. uh and so the, mm. the story changed multiple times but she always stood by the fact that she was abused by william and she said if i didn't defend myself and my life i would have been dead i'm very sorry that it happened but i am glad he i lived mm-hmm. i am sorry that i dismembered him Mm-hmm. Uh, and she spoke with um, Dr. Schefner, a psychiatrist who also examined Amaima, Um and she diagnosed her with um, 
uh, he, sorry, he diagnosed her as psychotic at the time um, because, you know, the kind of stuff that she went through when she was, you know, killing this, this guy and disposing of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also said that he'd never seen something so bizarre and psychotic in his, you know, decades of practicing as a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Um, he thought that she had multiple mental disorders, but this was often and likely caused by the fact that she'd had a lot of trauma in her childhood. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not to say it's an excuse, but it could just be a reason as to why she had so many mental disorders. Coupled with the fact that she might have had even more of a, an issue following that, that kind of head trauma from the horse, it was just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, yeah. So um, I like to flag that, that she also did have a violent past at times. Um, during the trial, her prosecutors also brought up the fact that she had actually been... Um, charged with assaulting a former boyfriend of hers in a gu- um, in 1990. She uh, assaulted Robert Hansen with a gun in 1990. Um, apparently she tied him up um, and tried to rob him at gunpoint. Um, so the thing is, it, it when it, this whole tying him up and you know robbing him at gunpoint, it kind of just alludes to this story of, again, you're tying up somebody, mm-hmm. someone rich, someone that can take care of you. Are you just killing these people for their money? It didn't look great from the... Um, Are you using your feminine wiles to do what you need to do? Right. Yeah. So it didn't it look great look from the defence side. So while the jury didn't convict Amaima of false imprisonment and attempted robbery of her ex-boyfriend, she was eventually found guilty of assaulting um, Hanson and also killing William. Um, and she would go on to receive a total of 27 years to life for her crimes. And in January of 1993, she was sentenced to 28 years to life and was denied parole in uh, 2006 um, because although she'd shown some remorse and had claimed that she was a born-again Christian, she was still thought to be very unstable and dangerous. And she was up for parole again in 2011. Um, But at that point, William's daughter who was 35 at the time um read a statement about the how you know the impact Mm -hmm. sorry how the death of her father and the way that he died had impacted her life so much impacted her kids i think she had a newborn at the time um and how it's just it just had like this you know domino effect on all of their lives um so at this point in 2011 she once again was denied parole um and she won't be um eligible for parole again until 2026 but I mean, it's kind of silver lining for Amaima. Mm. She did get remarried. Oh. So she is, was, she is slash was currently, no, she is slash was currently, she is slash was remarried to a 70 year old man. Of course she is. Mm, I wasn't sure <laughs> about this either. Um, and they were able to have a three day conjugal visit. Every time I think of conjugal visit, I think of Vibes Cartel and Spice. Do you know that song? No. Nah. Okay, well, I won't sing it for you. Well, well, I told you growing up, we weren't allowed to listen to Vibes Cartel. Yeah, because it was busy. It was. <laughs> the, amount, the, type of, the type of songs that I was playing around my mom, I just feel, I feel really shame about it as I don't know. Me take away your virginity. No, that's really out of order. Around your mom, you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm like 15 years old. Remember the first fuck? Wow. So. <laughs> Cindy, why are you looking like that? Because <laughs> you're making me cry. It's just. It's just. Oh, because why were we listening to that when we were young? Fancy he's in prison as well. It's just so so busy. But um, she used this as as actually one of her defenses in her parole hearing because you know she had this three day conjugal visit. She was able to stay in this accommodation, and you know it had things like knives and sharp objects and stuff. And she didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Her husband wasn't wasn't you know fearful that she would do anything either. 
Um, but it still don't go against that. I guess because Bill's daughter had testified and said that, you know, it's had such a bad effect on my life. Like, how can you be considering letting this woman go? But 70-year-old guy did end up dying. Oh, and no. if she ever is released, she will receive the majority of his fortune. And what the fuck? I know, I know. It's like this bitch has got nine lives. Um, so. I mean, she's Egyptian and the, the Egyptians worshipped cats. Maybe she's a reincarnation of... Of a cat, I don't know. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say of Cleopatra. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Um, but she obviously had a hard life, and she um, did. if he was abusing her and he was sexually assaulting her and doing all sorts, I mean, no one deserved to die. But I can see how that probably would drive you to insanity after yeah. the point of dealing with such sexual and crazy abuse since childhood. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll just never know. Um, but unfortunately. With that situation, whether she was the victim, the moment you take someone else's life, the, the victim is shifted. Mm. Do, do you know what I'm, the name mm-hmm. of the, like, the, the person that takes on the role of victim is, is moved on to someone else. Yeah. And unfortunately, he could have been a horrible guy, but he's the one that's six feet under with parts of his body missing while you are sitting in a jail cell. Yeah. You know? She just did too much at the end of the day. She did do too like, much. Okay, like, she did the I'm most. not going to condone death, like murdering anybody, but it's just like, at what point were you going to stop because you, you've... you've you, okay, you hit him with you hit him with the lamp. Then something told you to go take a knife, stab him twenty five times. Okay, cool. Yeah. Then you decided to go get an iron, lick him up until the iron broke. Okay, cool. Then you've now dismembered him. You've then castrated him. You've then beheaded him. You've fried his hands in oil, boiled his head. Like, at what point do you just think, okay, so enough is enough now? Like, if you're thinking of overkill, like that is just to the ex- extreme. So. If she is, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend a murderer because a murderer is a murderer. Mm-hmm. But if she was doing exactly the right. whole tying up and the hitting him, and that may have been a, a, a form of control. Okay. Like I am now in control of the situation. Mm. I am now doing what I need to do to, to to end this. But until we can find out, maybe if she had a personality disorder or she had maybe you know signs of sociopathy or psychopathy, like. We will never know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or right. that if she's saying that the person sexually abused her, if you're saying that she was a victim of sexual assault when she was younger at the hands of her father, and then she got into this marriage and she was going through that again, there may have just been one time where she she snapped because it it happens. It is quite mm-hmm. common with murderers where they're just kind of like, you know what, fuck this. Like you're the last person that's gonna take me for a dickhead, and I want to show you why you're not gonna take me for a dickhead. Yeah. And they go too far with it. But again, we'll never know. Yeah, it's true. It's true. We'll never know. What we do know is that currently Amaima, um has been denied parole twice. She won't be eligible again till 2026. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's currently serving her sentence at a correctional facility in Chowchilla, California. That name is funny, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it is. The name Chowchilla always makes me it laugh. Is. Uh, and that is the story of uh, the, the murder and the horrible dismemberment of Bill Nelson and uh, the murderess or the Thanksgiving butcher slash sugar baby cannibal on my Nelson. Thank you for telling that story. Thank you so, so much for telling that story. Um, no worries. Uh, it's just, it's, uh, it's crazy, isn't it? it? It is. That one is a roller coaster. Roller coaster. Hello. Say what? Roller coaster. <laughs> Ooh, 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 ooh. the reason why that thing scares me is because it really does remind me of um it really does remind me of fucking final destination it reminds me of the bernie mac show when he got sick 
Oh, is that what it reminds me of? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's the reason why I'm always seeing Roller Coaster of Love, you know, because it really reminds me of Final Destination. That's re- that scary scene when they're in the sunbeds. That was fucking horrible. That was really horrible. Like, they, they went too far with it. But do you know what I like about Final Destination, yeah? It's just very, what are the odds? Mm. Like, they didn't go too far with the scary part. Well, I, I know that after that, it's not as scary as before, but it was so lightly done. Because it was literally two women in sunbeds. The guy was calling whoever he was calling outside. The, the door shut because of the cream. Why would he put something that's stupid, man? Well, the thing is, you know what? It's very what are the odds, though. I don't think it is what it, is, it is what are the odds. And you know what? And I actually did want to pay my respects as well because yeah. we, I feel like we had a situation recently which was very what are the odds. So last week, we had crazy winds. And there was a few incidences where, unfortunately, people did lose their lives yes, in the UK. They did. They did. Um, and it was very much what are the odds? Um, one yeah. man was driving with um, another woman in the car. A tree fell and crushed her. And unfortunately, even though he escaped with injuries only, uh, she did die. I'm, what are the odds? I'm so sorry. Another man was driving, and you know, a piece of debris from the wind flew through his windscreen and killed oh him. Goodness. So, I mean, sometimes we think of these final destination things as, oh my god, what are the odds? These things can never happen. But there are times where these things can happen, and freak accidents are very much a thing. And all jokes aside, yeah, it's very sad. It is. Um, and that was only last week. So, RIP to those lives lost, and so many more that we didn't mention. Do you want to do the spinny spin? Yes, please. Okay, so do you want to go first or do I, should I go first? Can I, can I, can I go first? Girl, you better click to spin. <laughs> we got to get some music to put our hands. <laughs> okay. Wow. You really think you're in the stew, innit? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm in the lab, innit? <laughs> or whatever you artists say. Oh, goodbye. Good night. <laughs> oh, do I click it? Yeah, just click to spin, babes. Okay. I feel like Carol, is it Carol Vorderman that used to do this spin on her? She used to do Countdown, innit? What is it? What'd you get? I got kidnapping. Oh, wow, okay. Okay, kidnapping. You're gonna get kidnapping. It was Carol Vorderman that used to do the Countdown. So who was the one that used to do, oh, Wheel of Fortune? You play Wordle? No. Oh, okay, it kind of reminds me of um Countdown. But, okay. but I, I do need that's really good to test your your memory so mm. I do need to do more stuff like that but what did oh, you my get? memory's trash no, so I will, I will do a spin spin so let's spin it oh god what am I gonna get I feel a bit nervous every time I spin this little thing bitch if you get murder again we're swapping I don't care oh whoa what did you get human trafficking that is intense why do I always get such intense cases or that t- is intense crazy. I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't get that one because Human oh trafficking God. makes me feel really uncomfortable. That makes me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, Why is this even? Like, did you put this on the list? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's part of crime, isn't it? It's scary. Go Okay. Well. I mean, no, I guess, I guess next episode is going to be very intense with kidnapping and human trafficking. My gosh. Oh dear. That's awful. Oh dear. Um, but let's hope we do the cases justice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've had quite a lot of vodka. <laughs> and i mean tomorrow is friday since to get through to work tomorrow and you know just live my best life but also i want to tell you that your nails and your nose ring are so cute thank you you look amazing girl thank you so guys you know somebody that's very dear to me and that i love very dearly you know back when we were in college yeah i was sitting opposite him and he must have said yeah you know because like 
I've got like a little bit of hair yeah on, on my knuckles and he was like that like my knuckles are hairier than his balls <laughs> Cindy Cindy <laughs> why did you add that I don't know <laughs> because Cindy and this is why this is why we don't drink on this podcast because by the time we get to the end of this it's just a mess it's some old bullshit but yeah big bullshit <laughs> well thanks guys no seriously thanks for listening your, ha- your, your, your fingers aren't that hairy so I mean he used to just think about why his balls are so bald think about that okay thank you <laughs> uh, this has been True Crime MC if you want to be a guest send us a DM on Instagram and yeah I'm Cindy I'm Monet and thanks guys we are signing out love you guys goodbye and good night. bye